0: Hey everyone, it's Laura and Angela here. Um, we wanted to give another note before this week's podcast. So, the way our podcast works is we pre record about a month in advance. So, as it turned out, we recorded almost all of the month of June's podcasts in May. We recorded tonight's episode on May 25th. And in light of recent events, the protests, the Black Lives Matter movement that we are fully, fully in support of, we were not sure what to do with this week's episode, which is about being productive. That's right. Um, We considered
1: the option of recording an episode about everything that's happening, but the truth is we are two white women and we shouldn't be centering our feelings about this right now. And we really want to do an episode about allyship eventually, but we want to be able to have somebody who has the lived experience that can lead the conversation.
0: And we have... Uh, We just genuinely have not figured out the logistics of how to
1: have a guest in COVID. So, yeah, the combination of that and in this moment, um, a lot of black activists and writers and and leaders are being really overburdened with people requesting their free labor to come and talk to people and educate people. Um, We didn't want to crowd up people's inboxes right now. Uh, eventually we would like to do that, but it just did not work out in this moment.
0: Or it didn't feel right, I guess, doing that either. It didn't feel right us doing the episode with just us. It didn't feel right bugging somebody because I've seen how many people are are annoyed. Um, I don't know. This all felt bigger than, than the, our own podcast and what we're doing. We considered just not putting out an episode. We considered not doing with ads, but that seemed silly when eventually we figured we can we could just donate the money. So uh, the the very least we're doing is that we are donating all of our ad revenue for the entire month of June. We're going to be donating it to the ACLU, the Innocence Project, and Black Lives Matter. Um and that's that's what we decided to do. We decided at the in the end, let's put this episode out, hopefully being transparent about why in the news segment you're not going to be hearing about the protests and Black Lives Matter. If you engage with us on social media, which a lot of our, our listeners have have been doing this week, um, you'll see that in our own personal lives, we are writing emails, we are protesting, we are donating. Signing petitions, supporting black-owned businesses, whatever we can do. Um, but in terms of this podcast, we we hope you enjoy this week's episode, and you know, we hope that if you're looking for resources for other aspects of your life, that there are some things you can take away. And being productive can hopefully, in some way, maybe you can apply it to to uh... making the world a better place. Now, let's start the show. This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: This is why.
0: This is why. Pop culture. Politics. Friendship. Dating. Work. Parenting. News. This is why. The podcast. Welcome to the This is Why Podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane.
1: And I'm author and editor Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we give you best friend advice on topics including pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, news headlines, and whatever else is on your mind.
0: This week's episode is how to be or not to be productive. We will be answering your listener questions, including one question about frenemies and another one about not feeling productive. Then we're talking about what's in the news, including Ryan Seacrest being tired and tech workers hmm. working from home for the long term and why vaccines are slow to come out. But first, Angela, what's been going on in your week? How are you doing? Hi. I'm,
1: I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing Good. Good. I uh, so like for weeks now. I've been calling Ian, my my fiance. If you're new to the show, my fiance Ian, out on a really bad habit that he has, which is that he has been doing a lot of work Zoom calls with no shirt on. Um, he... wait, that's truly
0: an insane <laughs> person.
1: Let me clarify. He has he turns his video off, but. Everybody else has their video on. So that's just poor etiquette right there. But also I'm like, what if you accidentally turn your camera on? Like that will be traumatic for
0: everyone involved. Why is he allowed to have his camera off? I would just think if someone has their camera off, they're like taking a shit or (laughs) they're just messing around or they're secretly at the beach. It's weird. It's like, I think
1: so. A handful of people will do it. They'll turn off their camera. It'll be like kind of half and half because I spy on him. So like some people have it on, some people don't. I think like as time has gone on, people have realized you really don't need the visual all the time. Like we did phone calls without the video component before. We can kind of go back to that. Uh, So it's like, I don't know, it's this unspoken thing where some people can, some people can't. But I'm like, listen, you're going to be really embarrassed if you turn your camera on and everybody sees your nipples. But he's like, whatever, it's fine. And he keeps his laptop down on his lap. So it's a, ter- a terrible angle for anybody if that camera goes on and there's no shirt on. Oh, man. So finally, of course, Chekhov's gun, <laughs> Chekhov's hairy chest. Uh, this inevitably happened. His He, well, no. he was doing a, a screen share with a client. Um, and oh, th- my God. So, you know when somebody FaceTimes you and like your reflection pops up on your phone before you answer? Yeah. So his phone is synced up to his laptop, and his four-year-old cousin just likes to randomly call him throughout the day. She <laughs> called, and then Ian's half-naked, hairy body popped up. And not,
0: not at a work Zoom call. This is just- on a on a work Zoom call. Yeah, and he was obviously mortified. Wait, I don't really get the technology aspect, but. Just basically all I need like, to know is that his work saw that he yes. was doing Zoom calls basically naked.
1: Basically, yes. And then he outed himself because he like apologized. And then the client was like, Yeah, who was that calling you? And he was like, Oh no, no, that was me. That was my body. <laughs> oh my God. Moral of the story put a shirt on. Put a shirt on. I'm I'm glad he still has a job. I'll leave it at that. He does, yeah. No sexual harassment charges yet for seeing his beautiful body.
0: Um, but yeah, that's that's what's been going on
1: with me. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm good. I have learned this tip that I wanted to share with everybody in quarantine. So I have learned the art of positive reinforcement, and I'd like to share. You've mentioned this before. Have I in detail?
1: not well i think it's like an ongoing progress or process with with you and nick
0: okay i might have brought it up i <laughs> i have just have updates i basically have a a like michelin star chef husband now that cooks for me anytime we've seen your we instagram stories i just had the most amazing fish tacos again he's famous for his fish tacos he makes me homemade bread uh let's just 10 years, no cooking. Now I have a live in chef.
1: I'm very impressed with the bread because I'm like getting into baking myself, but bread
0: intimidates me. So he's making bread. He's making bread. He's making lots of fish, uh, tacos. He made stuffed peppers. The first time, this is the thing, the nagging does not work people. Okay. It took me 10 years to realize this. The first time he cooked anything, I just, I was like, oh my God, it's delicious. It's the best thing. And it was, and I was grateful. It wasn't like I was making this up or I had some ulterior, ul, you know, ulterior motive, but it just encouraged him to want to do it more and more and more. And then the next time he did it and he made something different, I said, oh my God, that's delicious. This is amazing. Thank you so much. This is fantastic. Uh, we talked to his parents. You don't understand. Your son is a chef now. Anybody we talk to and Nick is cooking me... F- and it's just made him want to do it more. Okay. So that's the first tip I have in quarantine. Second okay. thing I want to talk about real quick is we all need to bring back the nap. <laughs> I We need to bring back the nap. I have a two-year-old, almost two-year-old, who takes naps. And I previously would not nap when he was napping because I had so much shit to get done. And I still have a lot of shit to get done. But now I'll do like a little yoga class and then I just sleep in Shavasana which is all I ever wanted to do in yoga class anyway, was not wake up and just sleep in Shavasana. So now I do that almost every time he takes a nap. And it's wonderful. I take like an hour nap every single day. Bring back the naps, people. Naps are critical to one's happiness and health, I
1: believe. You know, I know a lot of people that are in the same boat as you that have been bringing back naps while in lockdown. Yes. I'm very anti-nap personally. I do not like napping. Maybe it's like a childhood thing that's carried over. I get like, it's because, like, I don't, when I wake up, then I sort of feel disoriented. I don't like feeling like I've lost like a chunk of the day.
0: Yeah. I don't know. know? It re-energizes me. It's amazing. I think I'm just chronically tired, maybe, (laughs) and I need the nap. But I really believe that naps, it's, are, they're just wonderful. They, they served as well as, tiny children they sl- they should serve as well as adults too you're at home a lot of you're working from home or not working from home whatever you're doing hopefully you're at home take a nap take a nap that's all yeah. i have to say about it is take a nice little nap they're wonderful love back the when, nap back when i used to have an office to go to we had nap rooms but i never that's, took advantage of them nobody nap room. would do that it's so freaking awkward like what no nobody's going to go take a nap in a nap room that's absurd uh but you're at home now and you know there's n- nothing beats a nice daytime nap you wake up and the sun is shining you're feeling refreshed you've got half the day left take a nap all right that's all i gotta say yeah naps positive reinforcement wear shirt that's all i've been learning Th- yeah that's those what, are that's, our tips those are our tips for the day all right we are gonna jump into the mailbox next but first we're gonna take a very quick sponsor break mm-hmm. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace, make it yourself. Easily create a website all by yourself. I'm so grateful for Squarespace. We created our sketch show website back when This Is Why was just a little sketch show called This Is Why You're Single. We had it with Squarespace. And now they've we've been hanging around with them for, I don't know what, like seven years. Crazy. Um, and now we did the rebrand. And it was so fun for me to kind of mess around with the colors of our website and switch shit up a little bit. And yeah, it was really, it was a fun project for me to to update our rebrand and do that with my beloved, my beloved Squarespace that I yeah, create I mean, my like six websites on.
1: We updated the website before we even told anybody. That was the first thing we did because that made it real. Which shows you how how often people
0: check our website. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that too. Uh, it, it was like our soft opening. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah There you go. Uh, but uh, it was really easy for Laura to do. Like she said, Squarespace uh, makes it easy by providing beautiful templates that are created by world-class designers. Um, you have the ability to customize the look and feel, the settings, products, and more with just a few clicks. And they have twenty-four-seven award-winning customer support if you ever need a hand with any of all that.
0: Yeah. And I do want to clarify, like, <laughs> like if if we were like a storefront, people would be going to our website because they do have really good like a- SEO, I think it's called. Um, but yes. people are not going to the this is why you're single podcast.com website all of the time. It's, I guess you have to think what is the purpose of your website. And for our purposes, it's to look professional in professional settings. So if we're having, I don't know, we're pitching a guest we want on. We can send them our website. It has everything you need to know about us from the last seven years. All of our press is there about our website. You can, or about our podcast. You can listen to the podcast. You can read articles that have been written about us. You can just find, you know, uh, blurbs about the book. So everyone has a different purpose. People are not. Yeah.
1: I bet our listeners are kicking themselves right now for not going on our website more often after hearing that description. They're like, wow, all these resources about this is why. Okay, shut up. Incredible.
0: <laughs> Guys, check out squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And When you're ready to launch, use offer code single. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week?
1: Okay. First up, we have a question from our listener who signed her name as too old for frenemies. Her question, her subject was, is it time to break up? But it's about breaking up with a friend, not a romantic partner. So she says, hi, gals. I have been, quote unquote, best friends with Mary since middle school and have stayed close through high school, college, getting our careers off the ground and settling into cities far from home.
0: I want to note that Mary's in quotation marks, so I'm going to guess that's not her real name.
1: It's an alias. Um, we are
0: now in our 30s
1: and keep in touch frequently. However, I'm starting to notice that our friendship is really one sided. I only hear from Mary when she wants to talk shit about our other friends or when she needs something. Not just that, but she is usually pretty rude to me and dismissive of my schedule and feelings anytime I bring up something about myself. For instance, I recently had a work-related scheduling conflict with a proposed weekend getaway slash girls trip. Instead of understanding, she sent me a brace of texts via group chat. Note, I was merely a participant in the trip and it was not dependent on me going. I'm feeling like I have outgrown this friendship and I'm tired of walking on eggshells with Mary. Should I try to talk this out with her and tell her where I'm coming from? I have tried being less responsive to her only to get passive-aggressive texts like, I guess you're so busy, after I didn't respond to a text while I was napping. Taking our advice already. Um, She says, we have had good times together, but the friendship has become flat-out stressful. Thanks for your advice on this and all things.
0: I mean, you're best friends with this person. I don't know what they're adding to your life. They sound like they're causing you quite a lot of stress. They don't seem like they're a good friend. It doesn't sound like it's very mutual to me. I want to know, do you have other people in your life that do bring you joy? Can you start to phase Mary out? I mean, she just wants to call to talk shit. And like, don't get me wrong, everyone loves a good gossip sesh. I think those can all be fun. But when it's just negativity, you gotta cut them out. Um my mom actually had to do this with a friend. Like it, it can happen at any age and at any stage in your life, but it was hard to have that talk. Cause what are you going to do? Talk to someone, say, Hey, I just think you're a negative person. And I don't like the person that you've evolved into becoming, or, you know, the things we used to have in common, we don't have in common anymore. They no longer serve me in my life. Those are really tough conversations to have. So my mom ended up kind of just like ghosting her friend and it was really awkward and it was awful and probably caused a lot of stress on both ends. I, I think you got to, I think what I would probably do, this might not be the best advice. I'm sure the best advice would be have a frank conversation and, but let's be honest, it's going to be just an awkward conversation. At the end of the day, you're saying you don't like who she is as a human. And is that going to serve her Is I mean, maybe she could try to change and that could be like a wake up call for her, but I would probably try to do the, the, the slow fade. That's probably what I would actually do in my real life. If you do want to go the conversation route, which I think is the bigger, more brave route to go, to be honest, I would just maybe say, Hey, uh, you know, I, I just, I'm actually kind of trying to do this new thing where I, have a little bit like less negativity in my life. I don't I don't really want to like talk shit on people right now. I realize it's making it's making me feel bad. So, I'm I'm not going to do that. And if she gets mad at you about shit, just like start to ignore it and kind of like just fade it out. Literally don't respond to texts. Just fade it out and be like, hey, you're mad at me. So I'm like not in the mood to talk to you. You're being kind of rude. And so you can start to be really upfront about it or you can do the fade out. Those are my, I don't know. Angela, what do you think? What do you think about my advice? Good advice, bad advice? How am I doing? No, it's,
1: I I think it's good. I will say about the gossip thing specifically, I've had friends where like, yeah, it's fun to gossip, but it, it got to be like too much of a basis of the friendship. And it felt like, it feels icky kind of. So I think that Gossip only feeds off of if you give them ammunition. So if somebody comes to you and like tries to talk shit and like you just kind of don't do it back, they will stop.
0: Yeah, cuz that's not fun for them.
1: Right. Um they'll go to somebody else cuz there's always somebody else willing to talk shit. So I think obviously we can't get maybe a full picture from just an email. Maybe there are good things she's bringing to the table that you're not telling us about and if that's true, then I think yeah, go the conversation route. Let's try and salvage the friendship if there are things worth salvaging. But Based on the email alone, it doesn't really sound like she's the kind of person who is going to change, like you kind of said, Laura. So I think, like, he- ask yourself if you're hanging on to the friendship because of the history or beca- or if it's because you actually enjoy the friendship. Because so many people stay friends with people for far longer than they should just because there's a history there.
0: And you don't want to those- discount history because there is something yeah. to be said about people that have just known you your whole life. And I do have a particular friend that this reminds me of that I – I've kind of done the slow fade where I'm just very distant with them. And like, I kind of turn down like hangs. I am very kind of, I, you know, over text. I'm very pleasant, but kind of vague. I don't offer up a lot. And so if we see, if I see them at a party, we're going to be friendly. There's not going to be any bad blood, but I don't make an effort to hang out. I have many excuses of why I cannot hang out. And eventually they kind of go to other people. Yeah. All right. What else we got in the mailbox? Okay.
1: Next up, this is from an anonymous listener and they write, hey, guys, I've been really struggling emotionally during the coronavirus, like many people, I'm sure. Um, I have a full-time job that I thankfully still have and can do remote, but somehow people seem to think that there is a ton of free time I'm supposed to have now. Sure, I am saving time commuting, not going out to dinner after work and going out with friends and really doing anything social at all. But somehow the time disappears. Cooking, cleaning, Zooms with friends. Where does the time go? During this time, I've had friends who seem to do it all, learn how to cook new things, working on learning a new language. One took up gardening on her roof and another is working on her script, supposedly. I like that shady supposedly in <laughs> Um. I feel like I am not being productive enough. What is wrong with me and how can I shake out of it?
0: Hmm. Hmm. well this kind of inspired our entire episode and i feel like we're gonna have a lot more to talk about in the in the next segment but yes I first want to say nothing is wrong with you you don't need to shake anything off because we hear a lot of stuff about how productive people are being or this person's doing this and this person launched this line and and I do have friends that are all being productive in their own different ways and collectively it can kind of be overwhelming and feel like oh I should be doing all of these things but if you really go individually most of the time they're probably like watching Netflix and then they've chosen one thing to do each I think you know so yeah. i think don't don't make yourself feel bad like you said the time really does disappear and you are doing a lot of things. Think about all the things you listed. You're cooking, you're cleaning, you're doing Zoom with Zoom's with friends. Uh you have a job. There you know, you've got to deal with your mo you know, mental and physical health. So there's there's a lot. There's a lot of burden on people and you've got to cut yourself a break.
1: Yeah. I also think like give yourself time. Like we've been at this what like 3 months now, but like it's been such a huge cultural shift that it takes about that much time to adjust. um, And like, we're all still adjusting and processing. So like, maybe now, maybe now, like three months in, your brain has caught up and maybe you'll like give yourself time and space to like start doing these things. But it's not crazy to me that you haven't like, yeah, written a novel in the last three months. There's been other stuff going on.
0: Absolutely. All right. We're going to i promise what we talk about in the next segment is going to answer this a little bit more so Mm -hmm. i'm going to put a little pin in it for now um if any of you listeners want your questions answered email us at contact thisiswhythepodcast.com you can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhythepodcast.com next we are going to dive into this week's topic but first let's take a quick sponsor break Mm We would like to thank our sponsors, Sakara. Staying healthy while staying at home shouldn't be an added element of stress these days. With Sakara's immune-boosting meals, you'll replenish your body with essential nutrients to help you feel like your healthiest and best self. I have been a Sakara fan before they were a sponsor on our show. I love when that happens um, because I just want to talk about all the products that I love and all the companies that I love, and I really love Sakara because their food's delicious. I don't have to cook it, which is nice. Um, you know, everyone thinks you have m- so many hours in quarantine, but I don't know where those hours all go because I don't always have time to cook myself delicious, healthy meals every single day.
1: Honestly, I can uh, attest to the fact that Laura was always singing the praises of Sakara, Um, but I didn't actually get to try it until they became a sponsor. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Do I'm you a convert? I I really like the breakfasts in particular. Are
0: crazy good.
1: Like I just had such like it was a great start to my day because it was just so healthy and I just felt so good about what I was eating. I would have like I would look out the window. I would open my window, eat my healthy breakfast. I had a tranquil moment
0: each morning. Oh my god, you're such a convert. So they have these amazing muffins, they have parfaits, they have this chocolate granola that I'm obsessed with that I had this morning. I'm supposed to get my Saqqara delivered, I think, on Thursday. I'm getting some kind of flatbread pizza situation. I'm very excited. So tell them about Saqqara.
1: Okay. Here's the deal with Saqqara. Saqqara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients, and they are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. The menu of creative chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners changes weekly, so you'll never get bored, and it's delivered fresh anywhere in the U.S. Along with delicious meals, Sakara also has daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. To boost results, you try their best-selling Metabolism Super Powder, an all-natural remedy for bloating, weight gain, and fatigue.
0: I have to tell you that that powder actually works. I it's have legit. Tried the powder. It's but. legit. I also take their little chocolates every night. They have these really cute. Oh, chocolates! I've I like. Given you the chocolates. Yeah. Well, they
1: have the probiotics, and then they also have. What is the other? What is it? Neuro something?
0: Oh, what I'm talking about neurotropic. They have. Well, they have yes, beauty. neurotropic. They have beauty chocolates. chocolates. They have probiotic chocolate. They have three different kinds of chocolates. Yeah, it's just it's just great. I also do their little their little droplets in the morning. They have um. Chlorophyll droplets that I do at night. I'm like a big sakara fan, guys. It's kind of it's kind she of intense. The, the sakara life. I live the sakara life. Okay, right now sakara is offering our listeners 20 off their first order when they go to sakara.com/single. Enter code SINGLE at checkout. That's sakara s a k a r a dot com/single to get 20 off your first order. sakara.com/single mm-hmm. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Talkspace. I think all of us are dealing with stress right now. Might be isolation, all of those canceled summer plans, economic stress. There is a lot of things on our mind, and it is very important to talk it out. Angela and I both have therapists. We are big pro-therapy people. Yes, sometimes we have been known to treat the podcast like a therapy session with each other. Uh, We're guilty of that. But you know what? While I while we love each other's advice, there's just some things better left to the professions, the professionals.
1: It, it's true. And I'm sure all your friends that you have been venting to uh, are great. They're probably lovely people, but not quite trained in this sort of thing. You need somebody trained to guide you through. Um, and Laura and I agree. Talking helps, plain and simple. Talkspace Online Therapy is here to help you do just that. You match with the licensed therapist from the comfort of your home and get the support you need on whatever schedule that works for you. Talk to your therapist 24-7 from your phone or computer and
0: hear back daily. It's great. We all need to talk sometimes. Talkspace gives us the support we deserve at a price we can afford. Match with your perfect therapist at Talkspace.com or download the app. Use promo code SINGLE to get $100 off your first month. And help support the show. That's Talkspace.com promo code SINGLE. This week's topic is how to be or not to be productive. First of all, stop making yourself feel bad. This is not it's not productive to feel bad about not being productive. If you are not stressed out or worried or fearful right now in any way, honestly, you're in denial and something is wrong with you, in my personal opinion. <laughs> but everyone handles and copes with stress differently. So I'll let you be the decider. Uh, but if you're coping well, you're crazy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. If you're coping well, that's really wonderful. But yeah, God, everybody, God sh- bless. <laughs> everybody should have some, you know, some anxiety about, uh, just empathy for other people should cause that a yeah. little bit of sadness um, just a pinch of existential dread exactly you know some people need to relax and take some stuff off their plate some people need productivity as a distraction and being a workaholic helps uh, I think my dad's like this. I think it kind of depends on the type of person you are. Personally, I'm somewhere in the middle. I need a mix of productive distraction or else I go a little crazy. Uh, but I also need, you know, some free time and some self-care, some yoga, a little virtual acupuncture I've been doing. I've been taking naps like I talked about. So, yeah, I think it depends on on the type of person you are.
1: Yeah. For me, like, uh, scheduling my day, I mean, I don't always stick to it, but, like, I've been trying to set time aside in the afternoons to journal, which like, I know. Uh, So, like, that whole, like, write every day thing, uh, which I never was able to do pre-lockdown, I'm trying to do it now just for myself, not for any, like, professional reason. Uh, But that's, like, been my goal. And sometimes I stick to it and sometimes I don't. But putting it on my to-do list helps. I love Um, that. So, Yeah. Do some soul searching, figure out what works best for you, what feels best for you, and whatever it is. Uh, we have some tips for you for either being productive or not being productive and owning it or what Laura likes to call being productively
0: unproductive. Absolutely. So first, we're going to give the tips on how to be a little bit more productive. When I, and these are tips that have worked for me schedule 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 everything like Angela said set out set aside one hour to read that book one hour to write in that journal like Angela even if it's shit it doesn't matter not everything's going to be as brilliant as Angela's witty writing I'm sure it's so good wait till I release my (laughs) Uh, set aside one hour to cook those biscuits you you know have bookmarked that recipe for uh you know And also cooking or any new skill is being productive. Schedule one hour to take a nap. I literally will put on my calendar nap. Uh, Schedule one hour to do Duolingo, even though I hate that app and it's not helped me to learn (laughs) French. Uh, Number two, when you are in the wrong emotional state, it's okay to move things to the next day. So even though you're being, you're trying to be productive, if you are not going to get everything done on your list, just know that's okay, and don't let yourself feel guilty. Make appointments with other people is my number third tip, and this has helped me so much. It helps you hold yourself accountable. For example, I've been taking these virtual um, guitar classes, and I do them every other week. I can't really reschedule because that's kind of messed up, and I don't want to do that to this person that has set aside an hour in their day. Uh, Also, I would still owe him money, so... I'm not going to cancel and it forces me to practice because I don't want to show up in two weeks and be really shit and not have done my homework because I have some self-respect and I I want to practice. So make appointments with other people, virtual appointments. They'll hold yourself accountable. Number four stay organized. I really believe that a clear, a clean apartment it will lead to a clean mind. So keep your shit clean.
1: Yeah, I have to say, some of my most productive feeling days have been days where I cleaned my apartment. Yeah, and I look your at my apartment it and I'm like, wow,
0: but I've I accomplished so much. Absolutely. I also mean, if you're if you keep your space clean on a regular basis it it allows you to be more productive because your mind is free. Yes. You're not looking around like, oh, this is dirty. Oh, look at that dust. Oh, look at that trash. So, you know, set aside time to clean, but don't be doing it all the time because then you're not going to be able to be productive. So just try to keep your place a little bit cleaner so that your mind is a little more free to do those, that writing you want to do, do whatever, whatever, you know, new gardening and watch those gardening videos. You can like grow your own mint. I don't know, whatever, whatever your goals are, do it and get the fuck off social media as number five. So you can get shit done. I can't tell you how many nights have gone by where I'm like, Oh my God, I finally have a night to myself. I'm going to finally read this book that's been sitting, uh, on my night's my nightstand table and then I end up scrolling through Instagram for like an hour and a half and then I'm so tired and I go to sleep and I'm just so mad at myself that I didn't read my book. So get off social media. I don't like, there's nothing in my friends' lives that I'm like devastated I missed. And if somebody's pregnant, like it's going to pop up because the (laughs) algorithm knows everything. Right. right. If if anything, you're going to spiral down a black hole of like bad news or at least that's
1: what happens to me. So don't do it.
0: Uh, all right, Angela. So that's how. those are my tips on being productive. How can people be productively unproductive? Yeah, you might not think that you
1: need tips on how to be unproductive, but you do. We can help you be productively unproductive. Number one, get rid of your guilt. This is all about self-care and self-preservation. So listen, unprecedented times. Nobody knows what they're doing right now. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Uh, number two, go for a walk with a mask on. Getting some fresh air really helps. I wear my mask, but when I turn on to my block, if there's nobody around, I try and take my mask off and like do some deep breaths, like look up into the sky. The air is healing.
0: Be-
1: the air is healing. Uh, number three, take naps. Laura loves naps. Sure do. Sure
0: do. I'm not do. a nap
1: person, but a nap might make you feel better and then you'll have more energy to be productive perhaps. Um Number four, call your mom or your dad or your grandma or whoever. Call that friend you haven't talked to in a while. Uh, I do feel like a little social interaction in the middle of the day is a good like brain reset for me if I'm getting like really in my head about something like I clear it by talking to somebody.
0: I just listened to the Sam Harris podcast about happiness. I have conflicted feelings about Sam Harris. It's not like I'm like recommending that podcast by any means, but I'd had a few people recommend this particular episode on happiness to me. So occasionally make some good points. Yeah. And honestly, this particular episode, he wasn't even making the points, which was the best part about it. He (laughs) He was just listening and being a good listener and asking good questions. And it was about happiness. Like, feel bad, but I can't remember the name of the, of the, the guest that was the happiness specialist. But if you Google, you know, Sam Harris happiness episode, anyways, the, one of the big takeaways for me was that she said, you know, none of the people that, that say they're happy in their life don't have strong social connections. So you have to have strong social connections and social interactions with, with people to be a happy person. And that means you know, really taking time to yourself to, to focus on, on maintaining your interactions with your friends. And also those little interactions that we've been missing in quarantine, especially like chatting up that barista, talking to the waiter. She said all those count, like all those tiny little social interactions that you maybe worry are going to be awkward, like chatting up your taxi driver, end up adding a lot of beautiful color to your lives. So hopefully we'll get that back after quarantine. But I have chatted up a couple of people like that I've just you know, seen from a distance. Um, and, and every, and it, I was like, wow, that was, that was so nice. I talked to another human. So that was a little <laughs> sidetrack, but yeah, you know, you may feel like you're not being productive by just like chatting with friends, but you are, it's adding, it's adding uh happiness to your life. Yeah. It's a big value add. And
1: finally, number five, watch more TV and movies. That's right. We are giving you permission to do it. It's good for your brain somehow. somehow. We believe or it. You can- you can watch a documentary and learn a whole new thing.
0: Yeah, I um, recommend watching High Maintenance. Um I not only do I just adore that show and love it and one of our guests, Chris Herberty, he's a regular on the show, but I it was recommended on a quarantine list that I had seen somewhere about how, you know, if you miss your neighbors and you miss interacting with people, yes. watch High Maintenance and I was like that is a great point and it has it's been a wonderful show to to watch and is just reminding me everything that I love about New York and the people that live here by watching High Maintenance.
1: High Maintenance has kind of become like interaction
0: porn for me. It's like, wow, I sure do miss like going to a restaurant with my friends. I love that. Interaction porn. That's a great way to describe that show. All right. So we hope that's helpful. And now it is time for our weekly rundown. This is our weekly rundown where we tell you what's new in the world or what's new in our lives. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. Those are the topics we're covering. And first up, pop culture. People Magazine ran this story about how Ryan Seacrest was overexhausted exhausted and took a day off from live with Kelly and Ryan to rest. Uh, I don't know if... Big- I don't news. Big news. Well, this was news to me because I don't know if many of you guys know, but I was Ryan Seacrest's intern while I was in college. I was his first ever intern. I also wrote this big magazine article on him when I was in college and I won the Rolling Stone College Journalism Contest. It was like a just a huge deal for me at the time. It's how I bought my first computer with that money. Um, or like my first nice, you know, laptop. Probably not my first computer because I needed a computer in college, but uh my First computer that I purchased myself would be accurate to say. Oh, so, thanks to Ryan Seacrest. Uh, well, not thanks to him. He actually like <laughs> – that's a long story of why I stopped working for him. He didn't like the article I wrote and then he kind of fired me and I had to move to a different department. But everyone at E thought he was crazy. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. St- right. That's for another day. But <laughs> anyways, I still have this sweet spot in my heart. I, I ran into him, you know, uh, at at the New York City Ballet. earlier this year very fancy very fancy and and I said I was like I don't know if you remember me but I was your first intern and he was like oh my god and he was very nice he gave me a hug back when hugs were acceptable so no hard feelings anymore all the love so I was I was worried when I saw that he was exhausted because I'll never forget that he had told me that why he does so many jobs is that he's just like terrified of not working he's definitely a workaholic and he kind of took it to an extreme and uh, his day off came after fans expressed concern with the media mogul following his appearance on the American Idol finale. Towards the end of the show, I guess, he he was kind of slurring his words and his eye was twitching. So his, his rep had to tell People Magazine, Ryan did not have any kind of stroke last night. <laughs> like many people, he's adjusting to the new normal and finding a work-home balance with the added stress of having to put on live shows from home between Live with Kelly and Ryan, American Idol, On Air with Ryan Seacrest and the Disney Family Sing Along specials, he's been juggling 3 to 4 on-air jobs over the last few weeks and he needs a rest. So today he took a well-deserved day off. So everyone just needs to know he's fine. He he needs right. to just stay he needs to say no to some jobs, which I think is going to be our episode um next week. We're doing we're, yes. we're doing a whole episode next week on how to say no to commitments. So I hope Ryan will listen to our, how to say no to commitments episode next week, because boy needs, needs to chill and rest a little bit. You don't need all these jobs, man. You what do you, Yeah, why have you getting all the money? I get it. You're making a shit ton of money, but you can't enjoy that money if you don't have any free time to, to, uh, to enjoy, enjoy, enjoy your life. But I don't know, maybe he enjoys working, but he just pushed himself too hard. It's also relevant to this week because it is
1: possible to be too productive because then people will think you're having a stroke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is true. Oh, my God. Poor Ryan. Just glad he's okay, man. All right.
1: Glad glad he took a single day to rest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's going on in politics or the news?
1: Uh, A little more depressing than Ryan Seacrest. So New York Times talking about, you know, we're all wondering when there's going to be a vaccine. Uh, It's. On all of our minds, and it's—we all know it's going to take a while. And they talked about why vaccines are so slow, and they said early results don't always uh, stand. You know, there's been some developments recently. I think Moderna is the company that developed um, a released like a promising study about an early vaccine. But um, but now they've been
0: getting a lot of flack that it was like too small of a sample and yeah and, and they then like are saying, just like, release it's, it's bad if you don't release stuff because you need to tell the public what's going on but then it's also bad if you do release stuff because it gets people's hope I don't know a lot of yeah. a lot of controversy with releasing studies right now that normally typically would not be released if we were not in a pandemic
1: exactly and like obviously everybody is very desperate for some good news right now. Uh I don't I think that the reasons for releasing it were a little more nefarious, but I mean I was happy to see it, cautiously optimistic. But anyway, there are downsides to brushing a vaccine, as you might expect. In 2015, the French drug company Sanofi began selling um the first vaccine for the dengue um virus. Dengue. Virus. Yeah. Dengue. Oh dengue. Um and the drug uh, it says made it through a bunch of trials. They think that Sanofi ignored some wor- worrisome signs, and sure enough, people in the Philippines began using it, and some contracted side effects. Or, th- well, the side effect was that they had a worse form of dengue. So that's not uh, good. not good. Side effects are bad, and also people that are anti-vaxxers. This would give them kind of ammunition uh, to recruit more people to. Their cause, which would not be good, no. So we we don't want to rush things,
0: <clears throat> even though we need to save lives.
1: So it's a tricky right. thing. We, well, we just need to do it at the you know the proper. It's coming. People are working on it, and they're going to do trials, and they're going to do all the proper testing. Right. We presume.
0: Hopefully, we'll see. we, hope, we'll we see. hope we hope Big Pharma does does it does it right.
1: Right, but uh, there's no. We shouldn't expect it. You know. By Christmas. I've heard people say like by Christmas, which is insane. Totally insane.
0: Um, But what do I know? I'm not in the the big pharma world. Hopefully big pharma does it right this time. Believe it or not, we're not scientists. (laughs) We're just comedians giving best friend advice. All right. Uh, In friendship news, I I thought I would share a personal story. So I wanted to be on this group chat because at the beginning of the coronavirus, I was feeling very isolated and alone. And I was like, I want to be on, I need some group chat. I need some, I was missing my friends and just didn't know what people were talking about. I'm like, does everyone else think this is as crazy as I do? I'm not talking to anybody. So one of my friends added me to one of her group chats where I only know like three of the, I don't know, 15 girls that are on there. And I very quickly realized I want off of this group chat ASAP and I don't know how to ask. Most of these people... They're crazy heads, Angela. <laughs> they're total crazy heads. I mean, they send all, a there's... lot of texts that are like conspiracy theories about the coronavirus. Oh, great. Then they're sending pictures of like themselves on boats. It's all very bad. Do they think it's caused by 5G? Oh, I haven't
1: heard that. Is that something going on? That's around? a big one. That's somebody from that I went to high school with posted on Facebook. Coronavirus is fake. It's caused by 5G. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> all right. What, el- what else is in that? Uh, what's in dating news?
1: In dating news, um, U.S. Weekly has reported that everybody's favorite friend, Matthew Perry, uh, he has rejoined uh, the dating app Raya after splitting from Molly Hurwitz. I don't know who Molly Hurwitz was. Was I don't know either. Just well known for being his wife, I guess. So yeah, he's 50 years old and he is messaging girls and getting back into the online dating game. God bless. Uh, God bless. 50 years old. I'm sure he's talking to... Women definitely within his age bracket. Okay. Totally not twenty-year-olds.
0: Never. He why? Why would he do that? Uh, in parenting news, there's an article by the Guardian by Stephen Murray or Stephanie Stephanie Murray. Sorry. Uh, why can't I list parenting on my resume, she asked, and I really loved this piece. She says, I've sharpened a wide range of skills as a parent, patience, adaptability, multitasking. Potential employers should see the value in it. She wrote, when I return to the labor force, I'll have nothing but a gap in my resume to show for it. It's a problem many more women will grapple with, Owing to coronavirus and the need to take time off and care for their kids, an employer may accept parenting as an understandable explanation of that gap, but few would accept it as evidence of my higher ability. This is frustrating because I've sharpened a wide range of skills as a parent. Patience, adaptability, multitasking, communication, budgeting, problem solving. I've become more efficient. And she goes on and on. And uh, I th- just thought, as a parent, this is a fantastic point. Yeah, I love it. And, and I think worth that sharing. Now-
1: with everybody working from home, uh, people are getting a glimpse into how much working parents do. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of work in work news, CNBC found that over 25% of tech workers want permanent work from home. Uh, Square announced permanent work from home policy. I know that Twitter did also. Um, it's going to save them a lot of money
0: in rent. I which know. I'm sure is a big factor. I know. I was like, not to be like skeptical of all of this, but I was like, oh, they're just stoked they're going to have. Save all that money in rent, but I'm surprised that it's only twenty five percent of tech workers want to work permanently from home. I just assumed it would be more, but I don't know maybe a lot of the like you know they they're gonna miss all the perks that you hear about of the tech campuses those that's, true. Ball, all of the free kombucha,
1: yeah, I mean, in my job, I have none of that. It's like what do I miss like the freaking water fountain, like I'm good at home. But yeah, (laughs) if I worked at a place where there was a cafeteria and
0: like a beautiful lawn to lay out, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Well, that's all we've got this week for this week's news. And that is it for this week's This Is Why podcast. We're still working on our new rebrand. So please give us feedback. Tell us what you think of the new podcast structure. We care about your feedback. Uh, And check out our book, This Is Why You're Single. And I've got my new book that just came out a couple months ago, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. If you love this podcast and you want to support us, please support our books. That's how you can support us. They are available on Amazon, Barnes Noble, and we encourage you to support your local indie bookstores, especially during this time. Yes. You can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors.
1: For a full list of our sponsors in the code, check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. We are also on social, so you can follow, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thisiswhypodcasts. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show.
0: Bye. Bye. This
1: is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship,
0: dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. That was a HeadGum podcast.